Welcome to the weekly podcast all about turning the great American RV adventure into stress-less camping. Each week we explore tips, tricks, ideas, and destinations and talk to the happiest campers in the RV world. Pull up a seat at the campfire as we enjoy some stress-less camping. Hey, could you hold your umbrella over the campfire? Yeah, please. It's uh, Rainy, and I'm Tony. And I'm Peggy. And we're two RV industry veterans who travel part-time. In a small trailer. Looking to share big adventures and help you with great tips. Tricks. And descuentos. We are in Goshen, Indiana at the Frog Rally. Ribbit. And we've had a very rainy day. And Tony has a confession to make. Yeah. Well, when we got here last week, as you were enjoying the Stressless Camping Podcast, I ran into a bunch of cool friends that I haven't seen since last year's, well, that I haven't seen mostly since last year's Frog Rally. (laughs) And that's one of the good things about these events, right? You really do make some awesome friends. Yeah. And so we get to talking and I'm setting up the camper and blah, blah, blah. Well, Peggy and I are setting up the Rockwood and we get to talk and and then hey let's go to the brewery you don't have to ask me twice we leave we left in bill's truck which is the new ford f-150 with the pro power on board we left came back you know we said good night blah 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 then the next morning i'm looking around i'm like where are the keys for the truck yeah, he was going to go buy me donuts. I was. Those Amish crack donuts that are so good here <laughs> from Indiana. Anyway, finally found them in the truck. In the ignition. Yeah, I had left the truck in the accessory mode all night long. The bummer about that is it killed the battery like it was dead. Apparently like, our truck has some sort of a safety device wherein if the battery gets killed, it won't jump. <laughs> right. Well, that was what we found. So first I tried my jump starter, which is a pretty useful thing to have. Hey, I should do a review of that. Yes. That one didn't work. And one of the neat things about these rallies is then a neighbor from two doors down, he saw that the hood was up on my truck. So he came with his bigger jump starter. <laughs> well, that wouldn't work. So we called for roadside assistance. We did. Now, admittedly, we have never had to use it. So that's a great thing. But we had to find the card. And so I found the FMCA card and called the roadside assistance number. And it really didn't take that long. We had good assistance in a good amount of time. And then later I realized we're at a frog rally and we have through Forest River Owners Group, we have roadside assistance, we probably would have gotten exactly the same service. It kind of doesn't matter who you have your service through. It kind of matters who's in the area to service. Right. Most of them, if not all of them, are contract companies. So these bigger, like FMCA, Frog, all of that, whatnot, they contract with local towers. Anyway, the dude came super nice. He was here really quick and he had the big jump <laughs> really starter, big jumper and it didn't work <laughs> that truck was dead so what happened is the guy from two doors down was like well why don't we just take the terminals off the battery and try going directly in and we did and the truck fired right up then it charged up it we drove around for an hour and then we went over to rockwood and flagstaff and saw some new stuff mm-hmm. um, 
So our truck, the check engine lights on, of course, and we there's a thing where you get messages, and the message was it's in battery saver mode or some something goofy like, stuff that, like that, yeah. And so things like the radio and other things just didn't work and apparently what this truck does is it takes the alternator and puts it like in ooh-la-la mode and gives it <laughs> superpower. from there it then can rebuild the battery which it did and we've had zero problems with it ever since so lesson learned is you know don't get too excited to see your friends that's right and pay attention to what you're doing and also maybe a little bit of a lesson for friends let your friends set up before you go over and start giving them beer. <laughs> well, that's a lesson we've learned is during teardown or setup that we don't usually, and I'm not putting any blame on anybody because I'm the idiot who left the key in. <laughs> but it has been a practice of ours since we listened to this on John and Kathy in Living the RV Dream. Try to not talk to people while they're setting up or, or breaking down. Right. But no harm, no foul, right? It's all Truck's fixed. running again. Yep. One of the fun things about being at the Frog Rally is that we get to hang out with our ABC Upfitter friends. Yes, we did. And we got to see what they're up to and talk to you know what all is going on over there they have a larger facility we got to speak with people who have had upfits done by abc upfitters and they have just been really thrilled and interestingly here we see a lot of rigs factory rigs and also people's rigs right and a lot of these rigs have solar now and some of them are just cobbled together systems and some of them are put together by the factory. But one of the things that continues to make the systems unique that ABC Upfitters does is their systems are all produced by one company. So if there would be an issue with the charge controller or the battery or the inverter or any of that, it's not one company pointing fingers at another company. These are all yeah. Mastervolt products and they're all designed originally to be in the marine industry, and they're just good products. And we went to a workshop put on by ABC Upfitters, and universally, people just didn't have problems with their solar and lithium systems. Yeah. So if you're solar or lithium curious, give ABC Upfitters a call. They are at 574-333-3225. Again, 574 574- 333-3225 and Scott will probably be the guy to talk to and that's another interesting thing for even the factory installed systems Scott is typically the guy you would talk to if you have any questions about the system and that's the neat thing right you're not calling some call center where they've never seen this no they're there putting these systems in and building them for yeah. people and that's who you talk to if you right. have questions at 574-333-3225. So ABC Upfitters installs the Mastervolt power systems and we have the experience that it just works. This week we brought back our most frequent guest... Janine Pettit from Girl Camper and Lisa McDermott, also from Girl Camper. We've talked to them and we have that interview for you now. The questions at the end that we always ask our guests, Janine's got a great story. Oh, boy. 
Well, today we are super excited to have pretty sure our most frequent guest back again, Janine Pettit from Girl Camper. And also with us is Lisa McDermott from Girl Camper. Welcome, ladies. I know that everyone's camping and having a great time. And we just wanted to kind of revisit who Girl Camper is and what's going on. Thank you so much for having and I, I, I feel like I want to run over and get my crown of just the most frequent right. guest on this wrestling podcast. It's one of my favorite titles. So thank you. <laughs> well, and it's for good reason. Aww. I was speaking with Josh, the RV nerd, and he was talking about the number of people buying RVs at Bish's RV. He was saying there's been a significant uptake in solo women customers at his stores oh janine just nice. for those of you who can't see janine just put on her most frequent podcast guest crown nice i love it, I, love it. <laughs> <laughs> I just think every woman needs an invisible crown that she puts on to remind herself of what she's made of and that you know there's nothing she can't do out there you just kind of got to put an invisible crown on and just boss your way through it i love that so Josh was talking about the number of solo women campers coming in buying RVs. And he said it's it's a trend they're seeing. And I attribute that directly to Girl Camper. Yeah. So for our audience who haven't been with us that long, let's start with what is Girl Camper? I'm going to let Lisa take this because we've heard this from Janine. I love different <laughs> So, Lisa, take it away, girl. You got it. Go Camper is one of the largest women's camping organizations in the country. And we have, I'm not sure what our current number is, but close to 30 guides all across the United States. And we host camping events about three to 400 a year. And this can be anything from get together to lunch, to meet some other women who have similar interests, to some bucket list tourists. Jane just got back from whitewater rafting a week in the Salmon River. I just got back from the Boundary Waters. Currently, I'm camping here on the wall, which overlooks, if you can see behind me, the Badlands. I've got nine other girl campers here. And this is just what we do. We get out, we do things. It's so much fun. You don't have to have a camera. The, yeah, camper. <laughs> camper you you kind of want to have a camera though <laughs> cameras are good yeah there's no wrong way to camp like a girl camp in a tent camp in your car last night a couple of us slept out in our hammock oh nice we're out here trying to catch that meteor shower and it was just beautiful oh cool and peggy you just went on a girl camper i camp went on my my trip to taos actually last month was with girl camper and man you know i've talked about this already but i did some things as much as i've been camping my whole life i parked this camper in a way that i when i looked at the site i really like thought i would lose my lunch i was <laughs> terrified <laughs> and i'm not afraid to admit that because I still did it. I went and, and I thought, well, if I can't, I'll go find someone to help me, but I'm going to give it a shot. And I told Tony the other day, like every couple of days, a feeling just washes over me like, 
oh yeah, remember I did that? (laughs) It's just so, it's just such a, and I know Janine, this is not your favorite word, but it's so empowering. It's so Mm -hmm. wonderful to know that I can do that. I know. It's empowering. Let me tell you, often people say you're you're a women's empowerment group. In my personal we're not disempowered to start with, but it's just a skill set we haven't learned yet. It is very empowering when you conquer and do skill set. I don't care what it is. You learn to Dutch a book or you, you finally make a, like an apple fritter at the campground without burning it in your cast iron. Like it's so part of this community. And then to feel that accomplishment. You should be very proud of that, Peggy. And like I said, that that feeling of pride washes over me a couple times yeah. a week. All of a sudden, just out of nowhere, I'm like, oh, remember that time you backed the trailer? <laughs> <laughs> and Peggy, can I just say one of the coolest things about that is when you've got that feather in your cap, it just adds to the other feathers in your cap. And then you start feeling like a chief and you start feeling like, Like, what else can I do that I've been afraid of and I can tackle now? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. With that, since I am not a girl camper, (laughs) I am just a supporter. I do get to see Peggy's camera roll and hear the stories when she comes back from these events. You guys have a terrific time. I mean, I'm a little bit jealous. (laughs) Okay, I'm a lot jealous. (laughs) As is my husband. Yeah, that trip to Taos. We did lots of fun things. We had a great group of of ladies together, and we went on some day trips and had some potlucks. And just really, I just, I got to know, because we're new to the area, so it was a first time meeting most of the ladies. And it's just a great experience of having fun and getting to know people. It really is. You know, and... What really sets us apart, I think, from a lot of other women's camping groups is we are about helping you get past that initial stage of, I've never towed anything. I don't know how to set my camper up. If they're, you know, longtime campers, but my husband always did this, or my husband's unexpectedly passed Mm -hmm. away, or I find myself in a divorce, and I want to still do this, but I'm not really sure how, we're there for you. We didn't. We weren't born towing. Right. We were all first-time tours once, and and backers, and all of that. I mean, Jenny McKinney taught me how to, <laughs> you know, how to back up a trailer. Yeah. And now I'm a I'm a backing boss. We need a T-shirt that says that. <laughs> backing boss and gas station guru. Because then on the way home from Taos, it was the first time that I didn't have an opportunity to fill the trucks gas tank unhooked and so I had to stop at a gas station hooked up and that was another thing that I was just like dreading and terrified to you know but I'm like well I have to do it so there's no point getting upset Mm -hmm. about it just find a gas station that looks the easiest and do it with that I mean knowing that there are these great events you can participate in and they're local right you you had said 30 chapter guides and they're in 30 different states and there are local gatherings even non 
chapter specific, I guess. There are chapter guides all over the place, but don't misunderstand us to say that if you're in Michigan and there's a Michigan guide that you have to go to Michigan events. If you're a Michigan resident and there's something going on in Arizona that you'd love to do, go do it. Absolutely. That brings on the question, how much does it cost to be part of Girl Camper and what are their qualifications? So when you have to be a girl or woman, however you want to define that, <laughs> then you just have to have an an outdoor spirit that you want to come out and do this. We do want you to play nice. We don't want drama at the campground. Right. And then you go through an easy process on our website where you pay a one-time $10 safety vetting fee. And that's just us making sure that you are a real person and you're not some spam bot. And once you go through that and you're vetted, then you can sign up for any of our events. And there's no membership fee. Right. So wait, you're saying, I mean, aside from just a $10 fee to prove you're who you are, that's it? That's it. Pretty easy. You're making me more and more jealous. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, Janine, when we talked a, a little while back with Damien Ross and we were talking about magazines mm -hmm. and he said he was coming up with a new magazine and he thought he might call it Boy Camper. <laughs> and Tony kind of wishes there was a Boy Camper movement now because he gets so jealous when we go off and do all these fun things and I come home and say, oh, we went here and we saw this and we did yeah. that. And he's like, why don't the guys do this? Well, maybe you and Damien can form an unofficial group. Right. There we go. <laughs> Damien, when Damien says he's going to start another magazine, you better believe him. He, he might, there might be a boy camper. Right. <laughs> well, and someone has pointed out to Tony, there is such a thing as boy camper, but they go on hunting trips and fishing trips. And since he doesn't yeah. do either one of those things, mm -hmm. he's not interested in those I'm gonna, groups. I'm going to invent mm -hmm. something called brew camper. Brew oh, camper. How about drunk camper? <laughs> I, I like it. it. I like it. Anybody who wants to go with me to a brewery. <laughs> I think it's a great idea. Yeah, it's it's one of the few skills I have. You might have a little trouble with sponsors. I don't know how many people <laughs> well, line know. up for drinking in the woods. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps local breweries might pony up. Yeah, there you, there you go. <laughs> so then, it, and you have a Facebook group, and there are articles and stories and resources on the Girl Camper website. There but are. We, yep. There's we have more. We have a lot of Facebook groups. They're all private now. Our largest one has close to 450,000 members in it. Wow. Bandit is demanding to be on the podcast. <laughs> Bandit's our official mascot at Girl Camper. <laughs> We've met Bandit. Yeah. We've camped at we have camped at Lisa's house. Bandit is the best. So we've got 450,000 people in our main Facebook page. And I think there's like 220 new posts per day on that. So what the great thing is, if you're new, you have a question, you can go to that group and search that question. Yeah. And believe me, it's probably been covered 30 times. <laughs> so you're going to get a lot of a lot more than you bargained for. Right. Well, and one of the amazing things about that group is it's polite. People tend to actually provide real answers to one another and support one another, as opposed to there's a lot of snarky social media yeah. groups and such. 
Well, we really do have sort of a zero tolerance policy. And you have to have that when your group is 450,000 people. Now, if someone wakes up on the wrong side of the bed and decides to tell someone just what they think of their setup, they're gone. Yeah. They're just gone. Mm -hmm. You know, we ain't doing it. Right. People look forward to scrolling that site for inspiration. It's aspirational. And we just have to have a, I can't fix you. I used to write people notes saying, please consider your tone of voice when you're saying things. Now I'm like, you're a grown up. Like, <laughs> I, if you don't know this by now, nothing I say is going to fix it. You're out. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you can't fix grumpy. No mean yeah. girls. So that's why we do keep the site relatively friendly. We, we run into stuff, but we weed it out. Yes. Yeah. So in addition to a website and Facebook groups, there's also, I believe, a magazine. Yeah. <laughs> he says as if, as if this is I, news to him. <laughs> I think that there's a lot of people who listen to our podcast who have not been introduced to Girl Camper yet. And sure. so for the value of what it brings to the, the people who get to participate, which isn't me, unfortunately. <laughs> I think people should know about this. I well, mean, sure. As Josh said, girls are buying campers now because of, the, it's like, oh, this is a thing. Right. And the magazine is fantastic. And we kind of fight over it when it arrives. So, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Lisa's in charge. She could set you up with your own subscription. You could get two in the we mail. We could get two. That's true. <laughs> and then we don't have to fight. <laughs> and it's, I mean, it is just a beautiful magazine. If you are at all interested, you can get your own subscription. But if you are a nice person, you can get one for someone else, too. Yes. <laughs> and you know what? So the digital version, we print it on paper. It's 70 pound paper. It's like a coffee table book. Mm -hmm. People save them in little beautiful leather binders. You know, it's expensive to print and produce because it is an actual lifestyle magazine. But now if you get it in digital, you get every back issue that ever existed. So for $20, you would actually get 14 back issues of the magazine. Nice. That would keep you busy for a while. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. And I'm going to brag on our team for a minute and tell you that two years ago, when the magazine was only in its second year, we were nominated for Lifestyle Magazine of the Year, not in the outdoor industry, in the whole cross-section of lifestyle magazines. And we were nominated with Joanna Gaines from Magnolia mm -hmm. and the Property Brothers from HDTV. So wow. they have these big, giant publishing houses. And we produce this in, in my spare bedroom <laughs> <laughs> with a team of about five. There are some awesome writers. And then there's some other people yeah. who are tolerated. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like Tony. Please, all you other writers, don't think that he's talking about you. No, he's I'm, talking about himself. I'm talking about the person who looks in the mirror at me this morning. Tony writes with Peggy's assistance all of our RVs. Like we profile some fun RVs. And in the upcoming issue, we did outdoor kitchens. Yeah, yes. there's some neat stuff out there. So I don't want to yeah, give anything so, away, but. Yeah, sneak peek. You mm -hmm. can see it in Girl Camper. Well, I think this upcoming issue is my favorite. It is yeah. an 
beautiful cover on it. And it's just the articles are really fun. We'd love to offer all of your listeners a discount on the digital version of our Girl Camper magazine. If you enter in the coupon code STRESSLESS at checkout, you will get it for only $15. Wow, fantastic. I don't remember ever hearing of a of a discount before. So thank you very much. You guys are the first. That's fantastic. We never discount the magazine. It's the first. Thank you. Wow. Well thank you. So fifteen dollars and so you get to have fifteen articles by Tony on the R V of your dream. <laughs> But there's also good reasons. Oh, to subscribe. yeah. So many more things. <laughs> a lot of recipes. Yeah. <laughs> and just and really a lot of road trips. Profiles and just lots of great uh, stuff. Such great stuff. And we'd love your feedback. Thank you. Now, your slogan is going places and doing things. And you both do go places and do things. And last week, Janine, you went somewhere and had an adventure you didn't quite bargain for. Yeah. So three years ago now, Lisa and I, along with 18 or so other girl campers, did the entire Grand Canyon by raft, 225 miles. Nice. And the following year, Lisa and Bonnie and a bunch of our girl campers did the Salmon River in Idaho. And I was pretty much set on river trips. Like that Grand Canyon trip was like, I'm good for 10 years, right? <laughs> then I saw all the beautiful like scenery. I mean, the Grand Canyon is epic, but it's it became a little bit like Groundhog Day to me. Like we're going to get up and get splashed with cold water all day and look at rocks. <laughs> the four-day version of that would have been great. We did the eight-day version. Oh, yeah. So when they posted that Salmon River trip, I'm like, I I'm, I'm going to get over this and go. So we got out there, and on day two, we're paddling along, beautiful blue sky, and we see this big white cloud forming. And I said to our guide, wow, look at that beautiful cloud. And he said, I hate to tell you, but that's a forest fire. And within an hour, the interior of that cloud was red. By the time we got to our camp that night, and they were on their satellite phone talking to headquarters, we found out the fire was about 10 miles away from us on the other side of the mountain. So picture this, you're riding down the river, and there's a mountain wall on your left and your right. And that mountain peaks and goes down on the other side, and then again and again and again. Because when you're in central Idaho, that's what it is. Yeah. Mountains, mountains, mountains. So we knew the fire was on the other side. So they said to us, we're going to get up early tomorrow, and we're going to push through past this fire. But what happened is, overnight, the wind shifted, the fire came over to the front side of the mountain on the river side, jumped the river, and was burning both sides of the river. So what oh. we found out later, yes, and we're in paddle boats. I mean, we're in rubber. We're right. paddling. There's no motors. Just so you know, because somebody said to me, why didn't you turn around and go back? Right. Well, because we... We got there over Class 5 Rapids. Oh, you can't paddle you don't up paddle a up. Class 5 <laughs> Rapid, right? 
anyway, we got our N95 masks on and wet a towel, and we had to go 14 miles through the fire, which had basically already burned out both sides of the river. So it was more like a scene from Armageddon, like just smoldering things and things still burning and trees that looked like they were going to fall into the river. And and there were quite a few down trees in the river we had to navigate around. And they won't get dislodged until next spring's floods. Mm-hmm. So it was quite the experience. And we, we went with Mackie Wilderness River Adventures. Their guides were spectacular. The Forest Service was coming back and forth up the river. We did not feel in danger The Forest Service took the group in front of us out further down the river, brought them back the next day to retrieve their equipment. So we felt very safe. And oddly enough, it was incredible to see something so powerful in nature that normally we only see in pictures, which is really scary enough. But when we were down there in it, um, it was beautiful. In, in a strange way, you know, like to see the power of nature. Yeah. And much of the river has been burned out in the past. It is the cycle of nature. And you mm-hmm. see the new growth coming up. So a lot of people were very distressed about the loss of trees and everything. But it is the cycle of nature. It actually helps the forest stay healthy. Right. Not that we enjoyed going through it, but, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of trees out there, and the it's not the trees. It's the smoke that really causes a lot of illness. My asthma is not recovered yet. Oh, boy. Yeah. So, But anyway, it was spectacular, and yeah, we have the bragging rights. Right. Yeah, I mean, that morning when they're like, okay, we're going through the fire, what goes through your mind? You Besides words that like, your mom told you not to say. <laughs> yeah, like... Well, when we got into it, the visibility was very bad. And I was really more frightened about you're going down a river with class five rapids and there's like 30 yards, 100 yards of visibility. Guides read the river by sight. Yeah. Like they're looking ahead. Yeah. Well, you hear it before you see it, you know. And so you really need to see where you're going. So in the thickest smoke where the visibility on the river was poor, that was more frightening than the smoke and the fire. You know, like, gosh, I don't want to hit a rapid the wrong way. (laughs) Right. But these guides also probably every four days they start that river again. So they're a little more, I mean, water changes, obviously. but Absolute river rats. Yeah. I mean, these were young men. 17 to 26 years old who grew up on that river and knew it inside out. And they do have a map like they, you know, they turn their pages on a waterproof map. They know where we are. They know what rapids coming up. Mm -hmm. We never had a single incident. Nobody fell out and they were very calm and really We kind of mirrored what they were. There was never a look of concern on their face. When we got to the end, they all said, wow, that was the craziest river run I ever did in my (laughs) life. But they, they, none of them gave away any kind of feeling of 
like we're in trouble here. I wonder if that's part of their training. Like, okay, well, this is how you guide your guests through. But also, if you're scared, you're not allowed to show it because you'll freak everybody out. (laughs) Yeah, no. And we got through the fire that night. And the strange thing was, I have bad asthma. At the last minute, I threw my actual plug-in nebulizer, not my little emergency rescue inhaler. I mean, the big guns, the thing you put albuterol in. (laughs) I thought, let me just take this just in case, right? Yeah. Somebody on the trip had a CPAP machine, so they had a jackery. So I had all the medicine I needed and unbelievably it was amazingly comfortable trip (laughs) fantastic now lisa you also had your own river adventure recently do you want to tell us about yours absolutely so one of the fun things with girl camper is we're able to do a lot of bucket list trips and one that i have always wanted to do is go canoe the boundary waters which is in northern minnesota and actually goes into canada we did that we last week or two weeks ago i should say and there were eight of us, nine, counting myself, and we paddled in about 15 miles and found a beautiful campsite and spent most of the week there because we kind of decided that the having to pack up and go each day to a new campsite just wasn't in it for us. We decided to stay mm-hmm. and hang out where we were and do some day paddles around, did some bass fishing. It was just beautiful. And I think we're all already talking about when can we go back. Nice. So is there a border patrol when the yeah. when you when the river crosses through from US to Canada? Supposedly there is. So we didn't get that far. Oh. But yeah, there is like a passport controller or something, I think. And Just we stay were in the told, water and don't yes. get in. <laughs> yeah. We were told to, to be prepared to run into some um, park rangers if you want to call them that. So I always had to have our permit on us with everybody's name they really limit you have to have a permit to go in and then you have to pick a set site that you go in and they limit how many groups can go in at that site so that none of the campgrounds are overwhelmed or that you'll always have a campground because you can only your group can only have the most of nine people and four canoes in the water oh okay Hmm. what was really exciting for me was one of our gals when she first signed up for it told me she was terrified of water. Oh. And between the date she signed up and did this trip, she was just going to have high anxiety. And she did so great. Wow. She, yeah. And that's what we're about. Yeah. 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 I guess a lot of it is overcoming whatever your internal challenges are to, right. or obstacles or barriers or whatever you want. Yep. So, speaking of overcoming your fears and learning and getting rid of the butterflies in your stomach. Tony and I have been so grateful to Girl Camper to allow us to work with you, not only in helping with articles for the magazine, but also we are going to teach some camper colleges for Girl Campers. We're so excited about that. And and let me tell you, it's so important to us at Girl Camper. Lisa and I talk about it all the time. We're really an educational tool and we really want to help people overcome fear by giving them the knowledge that they need because knowledge is power. Yeah. The number one fear we get back in surveys is people are afraid their camper is going to pop off the ball. Uh Number two is towing. You know, well, when you're at a camper college and you actually show women, here's how it goes on the ball. 
here's the lock that is adhering. Here's the safety pin. Here's the chains. Here's the anti-sway bars. Like six things would have to fail for this to come <laughs> off the ball. Right. When people see it all there, they go, what are the chances that this thing? So you feel better. Yeah. You know, and so camper colleges are so important because this is where we just let people ask questions. And say you've never camped before in an RV and, and you're done with tenting. And if you are, you are. You do you. Camp yeah. however you want. But statistically, there is an age at which tent campers go, I'm done here. Even like <laughs> Lisa has this adorable little micro by little guy. It's everything you need and nothing you don't. You're off the ground. You're in this tight little tucked in thing. It only weighs like a thousand pounds. So <laughs> it's easy to get around. So if you're at that point where you're, where you're thinking RV, I, I want to get off the ground and you've never camped before, just being at a camper college and having somebody walk around and go in, here's where the water goes in, here's where the water comes out. Conversely, there's people who bought a camper and have had it for a year and still don't know what that noise is that keeps going yes. on. When you've been using it a while, you got questions. Yeah. Because when you pick that up from the dealership and they do the walkthrough, that's like drinking water out of a fire hose. That right. information is coming at you so fast. Yeah. So what we love about Camper Colleges is it's an opportunity for women who have never owned an RV to go, it's not that hard. I can do that. <laughs> and for women who have been doing it to go, I love this. So glad I did it. But what is this thing that keeps happening? And is, should I be alarmed? <laughs> right. Having worked at the dealership, that one hour walkthrough typically that you get, that is a lot of information. Mm -hmm. And even I saw couples who wrote down and sometimes even had like a, an older teenager, all three wrote down, they still called and asked questions. Of course. So how does one find out about camper colleges or all these fabulous trips or any or subscribe to the magazine, any of that? So the easiest thing is you go to our website, girlcamper.com and we have a magazine tab it says that we'll get you all signed up right there and we then for our events there's an events tab so click okay. on that go through the vetting process so you can see the actual details of an event and that's how you can get signed up for it and if you want to see a camper college i think you can do a search for and just put in camper college and you'll find all of them that are currently scheduled with you guys but I know Great. we have a ton of other guides that are looking at scheduling them with you guys for 2024. And let's talk about what we have coming up because we've got an Arizona Camper College with Larie. Right. We've got Bonnie doing one in New Mexico. Yep. And we've got Bonnie doing another one in Kansas. Those are yes. on the books and ready to be signed up for. Right. And we also have... Two in Texas. Yeah, Lisa Dempsey. Yeah, we have two in Texas in in March, and I'm starting to work a schedule together for Iowa, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Michigan, Nebraska. You know that loop. I'm gonna. I'm, I call them in loops. I try to put them into loops, yeah. and so we will. We're working on that schedule as well. And I don't. I don't remember for sure if anybody's got a firm date or but I know there's three or four of them that have given me potential dates that we just have to firm up so that'll be in early summer next year 
My, my only complaint, as you know, is I, I can't come and, <laughs> and join you guys, but I could look at Peggy's pictures after the fact and I can read the magazine. Even when he puts on one of my wigs, people catch on eventually. Oh, yeah, I, it might be the beard. I, I think don't know. it's the beard. I'm just guessing. <laughs> Wild guess here. I think it's the beard. Tony, the good thing for you is a lot of camper colleges take place at girl camper events. So like, you know, you you got an angle there. Right. Yeah. And I just think it's it's such a great movement experience, pre- whatever you want, however you want to define it. Subculture. Yeah. It's just so <laughs> awesome. And, and I can't be more encouraging of women who are looking for, you know, I want to get out. And I mean, you, you have single women, you have divorced women, you have married women. Mm-hmm. There's right. no barrier, really. Well, there's one, and it's plumbing, <laughs> but oh well. <laughs> Lisa and Janine, thank you so much for taking some time with us, helping us remind people about Girl Camper and giving us a little update and just for being the awesome yous that you are. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. And thank Lisa, you. you enjoy those meteor showers tonight. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. I hope those, there's a lot of clouds in the sky behind you. I hope they go away by night. <laughs> it's supposed to be clear. Great. Oh, good. Great. All right. Well, thank you guys. Great seeing you. You too. You thank well. you. See you soon. Okay. Can you imagine being in a situation where you couldn't turn back and you had to go forward into the into the scarier than scary (laughs) my gosh yeah that was what a story and the fact that janine persevered and and kept going and i believe she has more of these trips scheduled not probably without the fire (laughs) hopefully without the fire i want to ask those of you who have a travel trailer do you know how to change the tire do you have the tools to change the tire in a travel trailer and you might say oh yeah i'll just use the jack and the parts from my truck my tow vehicle nay nay oh no no i strongly encourage you to consider getting a tire changing kit from air gear who are friends of ours and this tire changing kit includes all of the adapters and wrenches and pry bars that you would need to change a tire it does not include the jack though that you might use your truck or you might actually be able to drive up on a, one of the leveling ramps Because usually if you drive one tire up, if you have a twin axle trailer, the other one kind of lifts off the ground. It'll be kind of dangling there in the air. (laughs) But here's something at the Frog Rally that I learned from Dexter, who makes axles for a lot of trailers, including the Rockwood and Flagstaff trailers. The lug nuts on travel trailers actually can wiggle loose and do. And they strongly recommend that you have a torque wrench as part of your normal toolkit so that you can torque the nuts on the wheels so that they don't come off. And I didn't know this. You're supposed to check them when you first have tires put on or when the trailer's new at 10 miles and 25 miles and then 100 miles. Yeah. So, and the guy who was giving the presentation from Dexter Axel said he had to retorque the bolts every time oh boy and some had backed off a lot so 
bottom line, the tire changing kit from Air Gear does include a really good torque wrench too. So we will put a link for you to the Air Gear store off of our website, our affiliate link, and you can find the tire changing kit, the water hose, which we will never go back to a different water hose. It's so good. So great. And also you should remember that if you are not already signed up for our weekly newsletter, if you do that in August or September, you will be entered into a drawing to win an air gear tire changing kit. Yes, indeed. So I've got one sitting in our office in New Mexico, and I will randomly pick somebody who has signed up for the newsletter in August and September, and I will send you an air gear tire changing kit for your travel trailer. It's just such a basic safety item, but something I think everybody should have in their tools. Yes. And this even comes in a fancy little bag, so not bad. A lot of times we tell you about a destination, and I need to combine a couple of things. Last week, our question of the week, it was a great question that I didn't ask well. So we asked Lisa, the owner of Clear Lake Campground, to come on and Tell us about the campground and then also explain the situation that led me to my terribly worded question (laughs) so that, I mean, your answer is your answer and that's okay, but I want to make sure that you're answering the question that Lisa really has and not the question that I worded badly. So let's hear from Lisa. We are also this week welcoming Lisa Wilson, the owner of Clear Lake Campground in Clear Lake, California. We used to camp there as often as possible, and we really miss Lisa. And those of you who listen and respond to our questions of the week have been having some conversation with us that Lisa asked me to ask, and I did it in such a terrible way that I wanted to ask Lisa to come on, explain the situation, explain what it is that she's proposing to do, and then maybe we'll have a clearer idea and we'll get some answers that don't make me sad for the way I worded it. (laughs) So Lisa, thank you for joining us. Hi, Tony. Hi, Peggy. Hey, it's good to see you again. We are we are recording audio, but we are using a tool where we can actually see Lisa, and that's cool. And that's great. One of the reasons we camped at Clear Lake Campground so frequently is it's right on Cache Creek. There's kayaking and canoeing, and you have all those boats and all of that. The sites are, you back right up to the creek, and there's all kinds of wildlife, including otters and and fish jumping and the catfishing is first rate. It's a great, if you are in Northern California or even thinking of going there, you really should spend some time at Clear Lake Campground. Absolutely. And Clear Lake in general. It's a beautiful, natural, wonderful area that sometimes doesn't get the respect it deserves right and the wines are spectacular (laughs) (laughs) well it's great to be with you here today so what was the question that we were actually supposed to ask and what's the story so we have a desire here at camp to be more accessible to as many people as possible and that includes creating an ada accessible toilet and shower room And on our property, we have the opportunity to convert an existing facility into what we want. And there's a domino effect. So 
Our idea is to convert the ladies' bathroom, which just has toilets and vanities, into multi-gender facilities. And then we could convert the men's room into a full ADA accessible shower bathroom. Okay. Now, would this be as some people refer to it a one holer or <laughs> multiple people could be in at any one time the ada would be meant for one person or one person and a caregiver perhaps and then the multi-gender would be four stalls and two vanities okay. and we could add another vanity yeah which we just experienced at another campground and it was fine right so for those of you who haven't owned a physical business Dealing with the ADA, we all want to accommodate people who have challenges in the world, right? They're getting around whatever their physical challenges are. As any business owner, you want to make your business as accessible and easy to use and pleasurable for as many people as possible. But then the government gets involved. <laughs> and I don't want to ever put words in someone else's mouth. But as somebody who owned a resort, the rules for these things can be so convoluted and confusing and sometimes ambiguous. And then it depends on who the inspector is. And so accommodating people with physical challenges is a challenge in and of itself because of the rules and all of that. So I commend you. The truth is, this is federal legislation that's over 30 years old, but there's no teeth in it. So there's, like, it's not the building inspector's job to make sure you're ADA compliant. The only reason a business owner would be compelled is to be sued or to be aware, like I am, to want to take the next step in being accessible, or if they're, I believe, significantly changing their physical space, then they have to become a compliant. Mm -hmm. Well, but just the fact that you're working to accommodate people and make, I mean, your, your place is, I have watched you continue to make improvements to facilities, what you have, like I said, the kayaks and the rowboats and all of that, and the boat launch and the fishing tournaments and on and on. You do so much to make your place better every time we went there and i commend you for now wanting to also bend over backwards to accommodate more people who may have physical challenges right. yeah thank you for recognizing that we do try and do a winter project every year to improve the property and everybody's experience here so they have a great time tell their friends and want to come back and we decided that this is the right time to tackle our ada shower house and toilet area so I'd love feedback and support around. There's, everybody has to be aware of our community and are supporting everybody. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's not an easy task. And so I think what happened was when I wrote the question and I didn't put enough thought into it and I made it seem as though there'd just be a shower curtain and you didn't know if it was a man or a woman behind that curtain and you're going to go in the next one. And, <laughs> and, and so, and, and I, I feel like a lot of people that said no way in heck am I going to go in there, got the impression that that was the going to be, or that would be the situation, you know, and, and I didn't even specify that it was you exactly, but knowing what I meant to say and 
having some idea of what you are trying to do and getting answers that were like, heck no, I felt like like this needed a little bit more. I really appreciate the clarifying questions. And another clarification is that I have a separate shower house and toilets that is single gender. I have a men's side and a women's side, so that will remain. I have a separate building that will give me the opportunity to convert and support ADA compliance. Right. Yeah, so again, just as usual, going out of your way, and I encourage you, if you are planning a trip to Northern California, don't miss going to Clear Lake Campground. The only problem is going to be Lisa and her team are going to give you so many good ideas of things to do and see. <laughs> you're going to wish, no matter how long you planned, that you had planned longer. That's right. And you'll have to come back. Yeah. That's right. Well, that's what we're that's doing. That's the good we're, thing. We're coming back later this year. So, right. I mean, considering it's, what, 1,500 miles, that's how awesome it is that's right. to go there. It's worth that trip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. We're looking forward to hosting you again soon. Absolutely. Well, Lisa, the best to you. Thank you for clarifying and just for the job you do for the community there. We will put a link to where you can find Clear Lake Campground in beautiful Lake County, California. Thank you, guys. You're Thank welcome. you. As we've said in the interview, we really do like Clear Lake Campground, and we have enjoyed camping with Lisa. And we're going back. That's right. Later this year. But we also have a new question this week, and you can weigh in on Lisa's question as well still. All of that in our fun and friendly Stresses Camping Podcast Facebook group. And the new question is, Who do you use for roadside assistance? And do you know how many roadside assistances you have? Do you realize that your FMCA and your frog memberships both give you that option? I think our car insurance also includes Our car it. insurance probably does. So I'm just curious who you use. I know that a lot of people say roadside assistance is awful, but I am of the opinion that a lot of times bad service or you know what you perceive as having to sit for too long waiting for assistance is not necessarily the fault of your membership, your insurance or your frog or whatever. It's the fault of not having a lot of service available in the area you're in. Without getting too deep into that, I'm just curious who it is that you call if you forget to charge your battery or... <laughs> Get a flat tire or something like that. Absolutely. And you can answer that in our fun and friendly Stresses Camping Podcast Facebook group. Whew, what a name. Yeah. And we had mentioned our once a week newsletter, which is absolutely free, which has links to the stories, videos, podcasts, and things like that, that we think will help you get the most out of your RV experience. So to sign up, just visit our website. And under the hamburger menu, there's a contact us and a, there's an entry form. There's also a pop-up and all of that. Know that we, of course, only send one email per week. It's free and we would never share the information you're kind enough to give to us with anybody else. That's right. Also, when you're on the website, you can find the notes for this episode, the show notes. This is episode number 216, and that will have links to the things we promise links to <laughs> and other notes about this episode. Another thing you'll find on the website is our deals and discount page for the best deals on things you'll need for your stressless camping adventure. Of course, we're also in all the social places, but you can start at stressescamping.com. 
and jump off to all the various places where you want to be social with us. That's also the place where you can catch the Stress is Camping podcast or on any podcast app. We're always saving you a seat around our virtual campfire. Please remember, as we have always said, that a review, if you can write us a review, it really helps others find the podcast. And the more reviews we have, the more that the podcast catcher will show it to other people, the more listeners we'll have, the more great guests we can entice to come and talk to us. (laughs) That's right. So don't forget to leave those reviews. And if you've already left a review, one of the greatest ways you can help us to help you is to share content you find on our website within your social world or yes. with others. We try to provide as good a content as we can. Hopefully it serves people well. So if you share it, by gosh, we are extremely grateful. So thank you very much. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us this week. And as always, happy camping. We hope you learned a lot and had some fun and got some tips for your next stress-less camping adventure. We're honored by your reviews on Apple Podcasts, which helps others find us too. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss out on the adventure, and we look forward to your joining us next week. Until then, happy camping!